1: And we are back for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins, and my name is Derek Diamond. And it has been a day for good news, man. My my cat, Bubby, uh, A.K.A. Luke Skywalker, has got a clean bill of health after I thought he was <laughs> I was gonna have to put him down. And he is the miraculous kitty. I must say.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, and you were telling me about that, you know, the other day that you're going to have to take him to the vet, and, uh, you know, it's been keeping my fingers crossed for the little guy, so glad to to hear the good news.
1: Yeah, he's not around right now, he got pretty stoned at the vet, because they had to sedate him to get blood out of him, so he was like, dude, he was all going crazy and meowing on the way there, dude, I haven't heard a peep out of him in the last, like, hour and a half.
0: He's probably just as relieved as you are.
1: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, whatever I'm doing, the the vet said to keep doing it. So I am extremely happy right now that uh, that he's healthy, and you know he's he's my boy. He's my best friend, and I've had him for twelve years now, and uh, and I, I don't want to let him go anytime soon. So I'm just glad he's h- happy and healthy, and uh, he's going to be around for a lot longer.
0: Good. That's awesome,
1: and uh, thank you, Axeblade, for the sub- subscription to uh, to to Twitch here. Thank you very much. And uh, if anybody else would like to subscribe to Twitch, that's money in our pockets, and we like the sound of that. Cha-ching! Yeah. Well, so what's going on with you? What you got going on this week?
0: Uh, nothing too much, actually. Uh, I had to do feature presentation before the show. Um, because of just you know time scheduling with the guests and everything, so I'm all like warmed up and and ready to go. Like I'm awesome. I'm ant to do this show because I'm I've been excited for this list ever since we decided on it. But other than that, you know, busy busy week coming up at work, but we've got the the Labor Day holiday coming up, which is which is good. And then um, like, I guess we can go ahead and um, and say this. Um, I'm going to be going on vacation in a couple of weeks, so I won't be. um We'll be doing the show at the normal time, so I know we've talked about potentially pre-recording it. Yeah. So, stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned for that. But other than that, nothing. Uh, nothing too crazy's been going on.
1: Yeah. So just remember the show. We might. It depends on when we record it. We may record it live, but it won't be on Monday for the next two weeks. So it might be on Sunday. So just just keep an eye out on the Twitter. We'll let you guys know when we're going live, and uh, if you want to catch it. And uh, we'll still uh, put the video up on YouTube if you watch it that way. And uh, thank you for joining us and letting us do weird days when we have to. They, they're
0: they not as frequent as they used to be. Yeah. But they, they happen on occasion. But, but no. for, for good reasons this time.
1: But we do have our big giveaway tonight. We'll do that about mid-show and uh, wait for some people to get into the chat room so they can be entered. I got all your emails in. I uh, let everybody know that you were entered into the contest, and we're going to do the drawing tonight. And uh, good luck to everyone. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get to these top five lists. What do you say? Yes, sir. So, uh, who do you want to go first? You or me? Uh, you go first. All right. Well, I'm going to start with my runners up. Um, and for th- this was such a hard list to do. Because some of these runners-up are are they're so dear to my heart. And I know Joey Image will appreciate one of these. It should have been in my top five, but it, I, I had so much trouble putting these where they needed to go. But on my runners-up, at number one on my runners-up is, is Days Gone. Joey Image, our, our good friend Joey Image, uh, he introduced me to that game. A couple of years ago, uh, I got it for the PS4, and man, you want to talk about a great open-world, uh, post-apocalyptic zombie adventure. And if you haven't played it, I highly suggest you go out right now and get that game.
0: I still need to play it.
1: Yeah, you do. <laughs> if I, do, I have Before, to, be- do I have to buy you a copy for you to play that. No,
0: no, you don't have to buy me a copy. I but I, I I need to I need to play it before the next time Joey's on the show otherwise he might hunt me down and You have a PS4, and, and don't me. you? Yeah.
1: Dude, it's like $9 at GameStop. It's so cheap. And it's so good.
0: I'm I'm going to play it. I just need to finish my movie first.
1: Yeah. I oh, I get it. Uh <laughs> next up on my runners-up list is Final Fantasy 7, which I just finished. Uh, the The remake, actually, uh, of course, the original was also PlayStation, but this one was PlayStation. I think it's n- just now uh, becoming multi-platform. But for the long, for years, it was a PlayStation exclusive. Of course, Final Fantasy VII was a great game, and I do highly recommend that one too if you haven't played it. And I know that's blasphemy coming out of my mouth, but I feel like Final Fantasy VII is kind of like And I've heard people say this, it's kind of like the McDonald's of of Final Fantasy, like it's the most accessible. But it's so good, and I get it.
0: To rework a quote from the Joker in Batman 1989... Can somebody tell me what kind of world we live in, <laughs> yeah. where Final Fantasy VII is on a top list on Nerd Cave Retro? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and of course, we got Metroid Prime coming in on the GameCube. You can't not put Metroid Prime on a uh, console exclusive list because Metroid Prime is just so good. If it, it, it's the it's the one game that you have to have for the GameCube. There's about. You know, Out of a top five must-have games for the GameCube, Metroid Prime is up there.
0: Yeah, and it's on my honorable mentions as well. If we were doing a top ten, it would have been number six. Like It yeah. just missed the cut. I love Metroid Prime. It's I really like Super Metroid a lot. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to downplay that game at all. But there was just something about Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion as well when those two games came out mm-hmm. at the same time. They were just—it was the best of both worlds for Metroid. But I I love Prime; it's one of my favorite games of all time.
1: And coming up, the the last two are for the Super Nintendo itself. You've got Super Mario World and A Link to the Past. Those two are the must-have games for the Super Nintendo, hands down.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about those games so much, but you can't say good enough things like they're arguably the perfect installments of their, like, not just that console, but just of their entire lifespan mm-hmm. of their franchise. I mean, they still you could, hold up if, to
1: this day. Yeah. I mean, they're still considered two of the greatest games of all time.
0: If you told, if somebody told me that Mario World was their favorite Mario game and Link to the Past was their favorite Zelda game, I wouldn't argue it. Yeah. I wouldn't argue either. it whatsoever.
1: <laughs> and now from my actual top five list, um, and these are in a little more of the modern era, uh, we have coming in at number 5 Mario Odyssey for the Switch and that game and I know you had the same feelings when you played it Derek but there's, it's just so nostalgic the way it handles the history of Mario and then the game itself is just so it's so perfect like it's it's one of two reasons to get the Switch and the other reason is coming up here in a few few numbers
0: yeah, I remember very vividly playing Mario Odyssey and seeing the, the trailers for it and being really excited. And there's a certain moment when you're in, in New Donk City and you're going through like the I, – I think the – the um, it's called like some kind of festival. I can't remember the name of yeah, it. But when remember. it goes into 2D and you hear Pauline's song in the background mm-hmm. – Hearing all the old sound effects and seeing the old graphics, I'm not gonna lie, and I've said this before on the show, I got a little choked up because I I felt like I was almost transported back to my aunt's house playing the original Super Mario Brothers. I
1: know exactly, and that was the same feeling I got playing that game. I need to go back and play through that again. I think it's been it's been long enough. I can go back and play through and and be almost like new again.
0: Do you feel like Odyssey's not talked about enough?
1: It's not, and I don't understand why. Because it, it's almost like it's it's Mario sixty four perfected, you know, with that open world but still kind of linear, and it's so magical that it's the per, it's one of the per, most perfect Mario games you can get, other than Super Mario World and Super Mario three. Agreed. And coming in at number 4, and I know this is a weird entry. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the Uncharted series. I played 1 through... I don't think I finished 2 and 3. I think I started them but never finished. But Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, is my number 4. And I don't know what it was about that game, but it absolutely grabbed me by the throat and would not let me go until I finished that game. And if you have not played it, it is... It's like playing a movie. It's the closest thing thing I can think of to playing an actual movie. Like it wasn't the game itself; it was the story that kept me going through it because I wanted to see more story. And I wish more games were like that.
0: I feel that way about the whole Uncharted series, to be honest. Like I, I, I love. The story-driven aspects of it, and that's why I knew that like it would be a good game to make into a movie. Now, I still yeah. haven't seen the movie, so I, I can't either. speak on whether or not it's any good. But I, I love the storyline through all of those games. I, I haven't played 4, but I've heard good things about it from those who have.
1: And yeah, I think it's you, you should play it if you haven't played 4, because for some reason, I me personally, I think 4 is the best one, honestly. Interesting. And coming in at number three is, of course, and this is controversial because I do have a lot of problems with this game, but Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I, I miss having the actual dungeons. I, uh, you know, the the shrines were great, but they weren't dungeons. And two, the, the weapons breaking system sucks, and I hope they get rid of that for part two. Other than those two things, that game I put... How many hours did I put in? Oh, it it has to be close to a hundred hours I put into that game.
0: Yeah, no, I it should be on the top five list, and I won't speak too much on it because it'll be coming up again a little yeah. bit later. But <laughs> yeah, I I don't disagree with anything you said. I'll say that.
1: And coming in at number two, Spider-Man for the PlayStation. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. It is the most perfect superhero game that's ever been made. And, you know, I love the Batman games, the Arkham games. I think Arkham Asylum, the first one, is the best of those. And Arkham City is is right behind it. But when it comes to just that, that whole being Superman, or Spider-Man, I mean... You feel like Spider Man when you are playing that game, and it is superhero perfection.
0: Visually, one of the best video games I've ever seen. Oh yeah, like you, you can almost get in like in a trance because of how good the game looks, and the story is great. it It, it takes me back to when the the video game adaptation of the first movie came out. Mm. How that was almost like a precursor to what we got with the PS four game. But th- this is just that game on all the steroids <laughs> on the planet,
1: and then the the suits that you can collect.
0: Oh God, yes!
1: It's like, it's like crack. I couldn't stop playing that game, trying to get all the suits.
0: I, I love seeing you know like fan art of all those suits, or even screen caps that people will take of Spider Man, I just about every Spider Man suit that you can think of. Mm-hmm you can get in this game
1: yeah I mean down God, I want to go play it again down to the original 60s uh 2d uh cartoon uh, mm-hmm. suit you can get in that game and it looks awesome
0: yeah that I can't say enough good things about that game it's to me without a doubt the best superhero game ever made
1: I think the best looking suit in that game is the uh the it's like black and yellow. And I don't think I've ever seen it like in the comics or anything, but it was sort of like the Iron Spider, um, but it's black and yellow. God, that suit looks so cool. I wish they would have put that one in the movies.
0: I know. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that's up there on my list, too. I
1: think that's the one he's wearing right now while he's waiting for me to come back and play (laughs) on the game. (laughs) Uh, And my number one, and this comes at no surprise, Halo for the Xbox Original Xbox, so many hours were spent playing that game multiplayer and the the campaign and just, oh, that game.
0: That game,
1: so good.
0: Yeah, my Friday nights were booked when that game came out because that's that's all we did. Go over to different people's houses, have the LAN parties, break out the Mountain Dew and the pizza. Mm -hmm. And Saturday was for sleeping because we were up all night on Friday nights (laughs) playing that game.
1: I mean, was anything better? And and, and the, the multiplayer, people who play a lot of multiplayer games these days just don't know the fun of actually sitting in a room with all your friends with like four TVs and four Xboxes hooked together all playing each other because you could talk smack in the room with somebody was awesome.
0: They'd all be a bunch of screen watchers. <laughs> that's why
1: you but face I mean, all the TVs away from one another.
0: I mean, we're, we're all guilty of doing it at some point, so I oh, can't yeah. really say anything.
1: <laughs> but that's my list, and I uh, hope you enjoyed those. And uh, Derek, what do you have for your honorable mentions?
0: All right, so my honorable mentions might surprise some people because I, I took a little bit of a different approach to my list because it would be so predictable to put like Mario World, Link to the Past... Earthbound, like games like that on my list. So I wanted to change it up and make it a little different. Now, those games are on my honorable mentions, but just to kind of go through these quickly, Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube, yes, it's not a perfect game, and it's also quite short. But I really enjoy Luigi's Mansion. I think it's a fun little game that you can beat in a couple of hours if you really know what you're doing. It's fun to actually have a storyline where... Luigi is the main protagonist, and even kind of adding like a little bit of that Ghostbusters feel with using the vacuum to catch the ghosts and everything have is you, a really cool gameplay mechanic. Have you
1: ever played the actual arcade version of that game? Because no, but
0: I've wanted to. We have. I, I've one. seen it.
1: You need to come over and, and we'll go to Margaritaville one day because they have one, and it's this big machine um that you go sit inside of and it's dark in there and you've got the screen in front of you and you have the actual um uh, vacuum prop that you use to suck up the ghosts on the screen it's so fun
0: i have to play this game you have to (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome another one is paper mario the thousand year door for the gamecube Uh, paper mario the original came out towards the end of the N64's lifespan, so it didn't really get the credit that it quite deserved. But its sequel was better in just about every way. Like, the graphics were a little better, obviously because it's on the GameCube. But the story was really cool. You had some great characters. The only thing that I didn't that I liked about the original more was the actual playable characters that you have in your party. I liked those a little better in the original. I need to get that that, because
1: I've never played it for the GameCube. I only played the Wii version.
0: It's, it's very good. It's one of the better, um, actually one of the better Mario games, (laughs) in my opinion, when it comes to RPGs, like the original for the super Nintendo will always be my favorite, but right under that is probably thousand year door. It's a really good game.
1: I'll have to pick that up.
0: Uh, Super Mario World and Link to the Past we talked about those I mean I can't not have them on some type of list they're two of my favorite games of all time Metroid Prime as I mentioned before it would be my number six if we were doing a top 10 Uh, Jack and Daxter the precursor legacy the sequels have a bit more of a mature tone to them and a little bit of different gameplay mechanic but I, I still prefer the original because it's almost that classic like, 90s to early 2000s platformer, like your Crash Bandicoot and your Super Mario 64, a little bit of Banjo Kazooie mixed in there as well. Really, really underrated platformer for almost, uh, the original PlayStation.
1: I almost bought this for a I Think it was a PlayStation Two version of mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter precursor. Yeah, Legacy, yeah. Because it was at yeah, the, it's for the PS2. It was at the Goodwill and uh, I had to talk myself out of it (laughs) for some reason. I don't know why I didn't get it, but it was under glass, and I had to wait for somebody to come over there and open it, but nobody ever came over, so I was like, eh, I'll just, eh, screw it.
0: I guess some people don't like making money. Yeah, I guess not. (laughs) And then my last honorable mention is Pokemon Yellow for the Game Boy. I wish they would do a 3D remaster of this game because I think people would love it because it's so well-reviewed, well-adored by the fans because it follows a little bit closer to the storyline of the cartoon. It's the Pokemon game that I always want to go back and replay because it's the best of Red and Blue. You mix in the cartoon, and it's, it's to me, still my favorite Pokemon game of all time and probably always will be.
1: And that was for the Game Boy Advance, wasn't it?
0: It was the original Game Boy.
1: Oh, the original Game Boy. That might be mm-hmm. something I'm going to have to pick up because I do have a Super Game Boy now.
0: yeah. No, I think you should. But moving into my actual top five list, my number five, it was really tough between this and Metroid Prime, but I chose Super Smash Brothers Melee. I love the Smash Brothers franchise. I really like Ultimate a lot because you have everything from every game in the Ultimate version. But as we say on this show numerous times, nostalgia speaks a little bit louder than yeah. You know, current games sometimes. And I remember loving the original Smash Brothers, but when Melee came out, that changed the game. No pun intended, because it was pretty much a launch title for the GameCube. It came out like a month after the the console actually released. But so many hours with this and Halo, you know, just I thought these were the two games that we alternated between because you had quite a few new characters compared to the original the graphics were really good and really detailed for a game of that time because oh, I can remember seeing up.
1: yeah mm-hmm. I mean they're still using this game for comp- you know competitions.
0: You could see the stitching in Mario's overalls and yeah. that had never been done before and I'm like holy crap this is for a fighting game. <laughs> yeah you know, we usually don't we'll associate good graphics with fighting games but yeah I I love Smash Brothers Melee it's it's between this and Ultimate for my favorite Smash Brothers games. Mm. My number four, we mentioned it before, is uh, Marvel Spider-Man for the PS4. I was very excited for this game because Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time. I've really liked most of the Spider-Man games that I've played. And this just, it not just met expectations, but it surpassed them from the visuals. The storyline is really good. And one that if they made it into a movie, I would be okay with it.
1: And you get to you get to fight pretty much every single Spider-Man villain that's ever been. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. how can you not think that that's cool?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's every Spider-Man fan's dream game.
1: I mean, when you get is in what that is. fight with um, who is it's Electro? <coughs> excuse me, uh, is it Sandman? <laughs> I think. <laughs> you know the big I fight. I think so. The big fight mid mid um, mid game where it's a. Uh, it's Vulture, Sandman, uh, Electro, and you've got to fight like the pretty much the Sinister Six at the same time. It's just so incredibly awesome. It, I just, it's so visually stunning
0: that game. One hundred percent agree. Uh, my number three is Illusion of Gaia for the Super Nintendo, and I chose this one because. Earthbound has been re-released a few different times for virtual consoles. This is a game that I don't know why Nintendo hasn't done anything with it, because it was on the Wii virtual console, but other than that, it's almost like this game doesn't even exist. And I I loved the aspect of using real-life locations, like the Egyptian pyramids, the Incan ruins, the Nazca Plateau, so it was almost like you are getting a little bit of a history lesson. While playing a video game with a cool story, still one of the most underrated RPGs I've ever played. I've actually been getting the craving to play this game again. Yeah. Um. So I, I'll probably do that sooner rather than later. But this is a game that I've played through numerous times as a kid, as an adult. So
1: didn't we find it, out that Illusion of Gaia was in the Final Fantasy universe, or did I do I have that? That's Secret
0: of Mana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this is in, um, it's technically the sequel to Soul Blazer, because there's actually a bonus world that you can go to, um, and they reference that game.
1: More Final Fantasy weirdness. It's technically a sequel, prequel, uh, reboot of this other game that came out like 10 years before yeah
0: I am your father's brother's <laughs> nephew's cousin's former roommate.
1: I gotta clip that and use that as a as a as a clip here on the show.
0: Yeah, God, that movie's so good. <laughs> All right, my number two is Halo Two for uh, the Xbox. Halo, don't get me wrong. I love the original Halo. Mm. But when Halo Two came out, the hype for that was just <laughs> at a fever pitch high and it's my favorite story and campaign of the uh, Reach is really good too so I don't want to discount that but when it comes to playing the straight up campaign mode I prefer Halo 2 a little bit more than any of the others and the multiplayer is you know it, it they expanded upon it from the original so
1: yeah Halo 2 and Reach were both kind of fighting it out in my head that's why I was like I'm not going to put either of those I'm just going to put the original Halo because that was the granddaddy. You know, that was the one that started everything.
0: Yep. And my number one, you knew a Zelda title had to be on there somehow, <laughs> but it's it's Breath of the Wild. When I played Ocarina of Time for the very first time, I distinctly remember leaving Kakairi Forest and walking out into the vast what we thought was the open world of Hyrule Field. Mm-hmm. And Breath of the Wild when you walk on top of the plateau and you see everything, you're just like, "Holy, you know what? Like, what am I getting myself into?" It's incredible. And it's just, <laughs> it's such a gorgeous game. I love the hybrid of cell shading and reality based, if yeah. that makes any sense at all. But Nintendo somehow pulled it off. That's it's one not. Of the-
1: Greatest moments in gaming is when you go off the plateau with the, um, the the kite thing that you've got and you're just looking around at everything. It's so incredible.
0: And you see the dark cloud around Hyrule Castle and you're like, I could go there.
1: Joey just asked but I in probably the chat shouldn't... room if Breath of the Wild considered a console exclusive. It's not like you can play it on PS5. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it It was a simul release on the Wii U, I believe. I does anyone does anyone count the Wii U? Yeah, not really. <laughs> it's a Nintendo exclusive. Yeah. But yeah, it's not perfect, you know, for the reasons you mentioned. I can't stand that the weapons break. I can't stand that mm-hmm. the Master Sword loses its power, even when you go through a whole freaking side quest to fully power it up. But it, the pros vastly outweigh the cons.
1: Joey says, he's "I love Breath of the Wild. This week, and I ask, "Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why would you do that?"
0: <laughs> if, if you're a collector, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So I understand. I can understand why you'd want one.
1: You know how big of a Nintendo fanboy I am, and I have no desire to have a Wii U. Maybe that's bad to say. I don't know.
0: No, I mean, it is what it is. But it's not about a gra- it, it's not a great system.
1: But thinking about it, if it wasn't console exclusive, imagine how incredible that that would those graphics would look on a PS five. Wow. Mm. <laughs> they look good and that good on 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 the Switch. Imagine if it was on a PS5. That would just be unreal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, if only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? Now I'm just thinking about Zelda on a PS5. That
1: would be weird, <laughs> but I'd I'd play it.
0: Oh, I would too, and I, I know a lot of people who would. Like, I have friends that say they would love to play a Zelda game, but they're not going to buy a Nintendo console just for that. But I'm like, but then you could play Mario. You could yeah, play other fun so games.
1: Much to, to enjoy on the Switch, and I don't know why, why people badmouth it so much.
0: I, I don't know. They don't know what they're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, Blade says, yes, yeah. two words, virtual console. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's my top five.
1: All right. Well, that brings us to mid-show. And uh, before we do the big giveaway tonight and all you guys in the chat room, uh, if there's anybody I missed, I got Axeblade, I got Rampage, I got Joey Image, and I know I see some other numbers in there. So if you haven't said anything, say I and uh, I will enter you into the drawing. But before we do that, Derek has shout-outs.
0: As always, we'd like to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro for keeping the lights on for us. Uh, We want to shout-out Daniel Salmon, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Hand Solo, Carlos Longoria, better known as Rampage, Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mike Eveland, Brandon Rutledge, and Mr. Joey Image. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions here at the show. And if you subscribe to our Patreon page, you get early access to our fun commentary tracks. Like literally yesterday, if you're watching yeah. this live, we watched the first episode of Cobra Kai, which was so much fun to do. I can't say enough good things about that show. I highly recommend that you go check out that commentary track. Uh, Did did you enjoy going back and watching Cobra Kai? I
1: loved every second of it. I mean, I I love our commentary tracks just because of the banter that we have during those shows and, and the nostalgia that we have for, you know, like Karate Kid and things like that. And because of Cobra Kai, my next review is going to be Karate Kid for the NES by LJN. So this should be... gross (laughs)
0: so what you're saying is it's not the best around
1: yeah it might it might end up being a oh gosh i just (laughs) you're the worst
0: around (laughs) Around. everything's going to keep you down
1: this might be a fester's quest situation we'll see
0: i will make some popcorn just in case (laughs) but we've done other fun commentary tracks too like national lampoon's christmas vacation Clue, uh, Transformers, the original animated movie. We've done other shows like Gargoyles, X-Men, Batman. And you get the weekly bonus show, Nerd Cave Retro News Dump, with Jason and Mr. Wally Phelps.
1: And this week if, we talked about, uh, what did we talk about? We definitely talked about uh, the, PS, oh, the PS5 price change, which is going on uh, everywhere outside of America, basically. And we talked about the new game, for killer clowns from outer space. So go check out the show for as little as a dollar a month. You get access to that Patreon exclusive content.
0: Yep, and for new patrons, be sure to give us your social media information, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out.
1: All right, so here we go. I've got we're we're doing this old school. I put everybody's name. I got all you guys who emailed in, and uh, everybody in the chat room right now. I got everybody's uh these little pieces of paper in the Tupperware here so I'm gonna roll this around. I was telling Derek before the show I wish I had one of those old school like uh bingo uh rollers with all the, the ping pong balls in it. That would I might have to look for one of those at the flea market.
0: <laughs> had I thought about it I would have uh swiped it from my former because we we oh, had Oh really? One. Oh you should have mm-hmm. got
1: one. Alright <laughs> here we go. I'm grabbing a name. Who we got? And the winner is Mr. Tyler Watson. Yeah! All right, so Mr. Tyler, I need you to send me uh, your info. Uh, Email it to me, nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Let me know uh, your name. Well, I got your name, but your address. And I need what four systems you want games for. And, um... Video Games Monthly will send you the five-up box in the mail. So congratulations, Mr. Tyler Watson.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It has to be addressed to the fact-checker to the fact-checker, <laughs> Tyler Watson.
1: Yeah, so uh, as soon as you get that to me, I'll fire it off an email to the uh, our friends over at Video Games Monthly, and they will get that box out to you. We want to tell you all about our friends over at VideoGamesMonthly.com. If you're looking for a way to beef up your video game collection, then they have you covered. Just head over there, pick the box you want, and tell them what systems you want games for, and boom! It's like Christmas every single month. So if you're looking for that perfect gift for a loved one, or just treating yourself every single month, and I mean, hey, you deserve it. Just head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com and enter NCR in the Where Did You Hear About Us line at checkout and you will get a free game in your first month's box. That's right, an extra game, absolutely free. So head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com. Are you a coffee lover? Do you sometimes need that little extra boost for some all-night gaming sessions? Well, you should head over to berezcoffeeco.com. They have so many different flavors of coffee. Doesn't matter what type of coffee you like, they got you covered. Try the Good for Gaming Roast or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. Not to mention, they keep their seasonal flavors all year long, like the Fall Spice or the Sweet Tooth. They can even add flavors to your coffee. So whatever you need, head over to brezcoffeecode.com and use the code NCR for 10% off of your order. It is time for us to go into your top five lists. And up first, we got um, from all of your emails that you guys sent us. We got a ton of these, so we're going to have to rifle through these in 30 minutes. So here we go. Um, We got Axblade07, who's in the chat room right now. Uh, Was not sure if you meant individual games or series of games that are console exclusive, so I provided both. Series of games. Number one, the Zelda series. Number two, Super Mario Bros. series. Three, Metroid. Four, Castlevania. And five, the Halo series. I agree with all of those. For individual games, let's see. At Number five, he's got Halo 2 right there on your list there, uh, Derek. Mm-hmm. He's got Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I forgot about Castlevania Symphony of the Night being scr- strictly PlayStation. That should have been on my list, and I feel ashamed now for not remembering.
0: All good. <laughs> I mean, there, there's games we're going to forget.
1: And uh, coming in at number three, he's got Super Metroid. Number two, Super Mario Brothers 3. And, of course, number one, Zelda A Link to the Past. I agree with all those. Those are great games.
0: That's a very solid list. Absolutely, I love it. Next up, we have Mr. Carlos Longoria, of course, aka I am the Rampage. Rampage. Number five, Bloodborne, for The Last of Us. Another great game. I'm really excited for the series too. I got that, uh, and
1: I still haven't played it yet. Uh, I'm working on the, uh, it's, the, it's good. I'm working on the newest God of War game right now, but as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to jump onto The Last of Us.
0: Mentioning God of War, that is his number three. Number two is Halo, the original, and number one, Marvel's Spider-Man. I I had a feeling that was going to be on a lot of people's list.
1: Me too. Spider-Man is such a good game. And if you've never played it and you have a PlayStation, you are missing out on one of the greatest gaming experiences ever.
0: Yeah, I want to go back and replay it.
1: And uh, next up, we have Mr. Joey Image himself. Who I'm not going to say exactly (laughs) what I know we're a PG 13 game, but I'm not going to drop the F. Yeah, it's it's probably best that we don't. (laughs) Coming in, it is number one. He says PlayStation, PS4, and later PS5 at the time of exclusivity, but Days Effing Gone, which was in my honorable mentions. He got me to play that game, and I'm telling you, if you've not played Days Gone, it is one of the greatest. PlayStation, like, one of the greatest post-apocalyptic games you can play.
0: Uh, Yeah, I need to play it. You
1: do. (laughs) You need to go get it. And then the rest in no particular order. The Goonies 2 on the NES. Dude, I have not played that game in 35 years. Maybe I need to go back and play that again and review it. Uh, see, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ultimate Edition for the PS5. GoldenEye for the N60. How did we
0: forget that, GoldenEye? That's another one I forgot, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Good Lord. And then he has a tie for The Last of Us 1 and 2 for PlayStation at the time of exclusivity. Uh, like I said, I still got to play those. I haven't played them yet. And for his honorable mentions, the original God of War for the PS2. Uh, Uncharted 4, yes we're on the same page with Uncharted 4 Uh, it was PS4 re-released on PS5 as part of the collection and then Blue Stinger for the Dreamcast, did you ever play Blue Stinger? I did not actually I'm going to have to check that out Uh, and he says he wanted to list more Nintendo titles but since many of them are also available playable on the PlayChoice 10 arcade machines thus could be played without owning a Nintendo console, I figured those wouldn't be considered console exclusives
0: yeah, I mean the console exclusive deal is is a little subjective, but yeah. everybody you know they they have their own their own way of doing it. Like look at Axeblade; he put series and individuals. So
1: yeah, everybody in the I, chat room saying Blue Stinger is great. So I'm gonna have to go back and play that.
0: I feel like Joey's list could have been number one. Days Gone, <laughs> number two, three, four, and five refer to game number one.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that would have been great. Uh, Let's see, from uh, Halam Akbar, Hi Jason and Derek, I could easily make a top 5 console exclusive list of just Mario and Zelda games, so I decided not to use any of them. I will say that Breath of the Wild and New Super Mario Bros. U or Mario Odyssey are my favorite from those series. New Super Mario games are a little underrated, they're they're fun. His number 5 is Shining Force for the Genesis. I didn't play this game until Sega made a Genesis collection on PC. This was the first strategy RPG I ever played. I like that you can flee a battle and keep the XP that you gained in the battle so you can grind and get your character stronger even if you aren't good at that game. That's probably how I beat it. I've never played Shining Force. I might have to check that out. I haven't either. Number four. This is another game I forgot. Perfect Dark for the N64. My mom got me this from a clearance bin at Toys R Us for $10. It was the last new N64 game we got. This had the great FPS gameplay from GoldenEye, but improved. The one-player campaign wasn't as good. The cheat codes were a lot harder to unlock, but the multiplayer let you play with bots, so it was a lot funner than GoldenEye when it is just you and your brother playing. I didn't get into the multiplayer of Perfect Dark as much. I played it more for the campaign. It's another game that I honestly think would make a good movie or a series.
1: Oh, yeah. I haven't played that game since it came out.
0: It's It holds up. It definitely holds up. My number th- or His number three is Oblivion for the Xbox 360. I got this when it was new, and it was the first RPG I played on the 360. I never imagined a game world could be so big and let you do so many things. I played it on a 19-inch CRT TV, so I had to sit super close to read what was on the screen, but all the important dialogue was voice-acted. I never really played Oblivion. I didn't get into the Elder Scrolls games until Skyrim, but I did watch friends play Oblivion. It looked like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I tried to play Oblivion, but it just didn't really capture me. I, I didn't get into the Elder Scrolls games until Skyrim.
0: Yeah. Number two, Paper Mario, the thousand-year door for the GameCube. I absolutely loved Paper Mario on the N64, but they just improved everything except your party members in this game. I mentioned earlier that that's I couldn't have said it better myself. I agree 100% about that. And number one, I can't believe I forgot this game too, but Mass Effect for the Xbox 360. It ran
1: across my my mind, and I was going to put it in there because I did play this for the Xbox 360, but I figured since the whole series pretty much got put uh, cross-platform that I was like, eh, I don't know if I, if I want to put that on there.
0: Yeah. I got this game when it finally became whatever those $20 bestseller games were called. I got this my last month in the army, and I would stay in the barracks and play it all day long. I beat it in a five-day work week. <laughs> that's a I love everything that. That's impressive. <laughs> Jesus that's impressive. I loved everything about the game. I had never played a game with such an amazing and addicting story. Your character is in a rush to save the galaxy, so I just did everything as fast as I could, skipping a lot of the side quests, which I never do. I read every Codex entry, which sparked a love of science, and is what I consider the biggest factor in me getting an applied math degree. This game changed my life. I could have been working retail with an anthropology degree instead of a math degree. Ha ha, that that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome that that like game can literally change the course of your life like for the better.
1: See, that's a, that's a case right there that video games are good for you.
0: Yes, <laughs> a Mass Effect series would be incredible.
1: Uh, I thought they were working on that. Well, I haven't. Heard I thought anything they were too. Years.
0: Yeah it it needs to be a series. Like, there's no way you can condense that game into a movie. It has to be a series. Yeah.
1: Because when I first played that game, uh, I rented it from Blockbuster. It just looked cool. Like, I, I, I heard nothing about the game. I rented it strictly off the cover and fell in love with it. And And Mass Effect 2 is still one of my favorite games of all time. One of the few games I actually have 100%ed.
0: Yeah, you're doing much better than me on that.
1: <laughs> and uh, next up, we have our our big winner for tonight, Mr. Tyler Watson. He says as number five is Mega Man 8 for the PS1. So this game gets a lot of hate for its terrible voice acting, and make no mistake, it is bad. But beyond that is another solid entry in the classic Mega Man series. The bright colors really popping out a lot in the visual department and the music, while not as memorable as some of the previous games, is still well executed. Yeah, the voice acting is bad in that game. Dude the place Doctor Wiley literally flubs almost every line, and they leave it in? Why? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I've never. I, I kind of want to go check this out on YouTube now to see how bad it really. is. Oh, it's bad. I'm, I've never played this game before, so I might have to go clip I can't really some speak of on it
1: and use it on the show here because it is really bad.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs>
1: Uh, is number four is Lunar 2 Eternal Blue for the Sega CD and PS1. It's his favorite JRPG ever. I first encountered it in 1995 issue of EGM where they went over the final battle, and epilogue for the Sega CD version. It wouldn't be until around 2002 in high school when a friend let me borrow the complete version on PS1. Fell in love with it. The story, the characters, the music, the gameplay, all of it is fantastic. I had to own it and eventually purchase my own copy, Sadden me that we will be denied it on the US side on the Genesis Mini Two, but I'll implore you to find some way to wink wink play it for yourselves. I've never played uh Lunar Two. Honestly, I haven't heard of it until now.
0: No, I haven't either.
1: And that is number three is Pokemon Coliseum for the GameCube. Prior to this, the only console Pokemon games were the two Stadium games. It let you battle your Pokemon in three D and play a few mini games, but it was all until uh, that was all until Coliseum and its sequel, Pokemon XD, uh, came along. It still let you battle your Pokemon, but now included a full out story mode and involved you stopping the schemes of Team Snaggum, a criminal organization that captured other people's Pokemon and corrupt- corrupted them into the shadow Pokemon. Your character steals Team Snaggum's snag machine. Say that three times fast. A portable device that they use to steal Pokemon and use it to capture the shadow Pokemon, with your goal being to purify them back. While it is a stripped-down version of regular Pokemon games, uh, uh, see, very linear very linear story, no wild Pokemon, no gems, badges, or Elite Four and Champion it is still highly regarded for what was there, and fans have been clamoring for re-release, re-release for a long time.
0: Yeah, I haven't played Colosseum in a long time. I I have more nostalgia for the stadium games, But Coliseum was a lot of fun, too.
1: And his number two is, I agree with this one, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for the PS1. There's not a lot about this game that I can say that hasn't already been said. It's so easy to lose yourself for hours playing it. I start the hangar stage, Gorilla Radio starts, and I'm just gone. Speaking of, that soundtrack is top tier. Uh, Odds are you found a new band through a Tony Hawk game. Dude, I have played so many hours of the Tony Hawk games. It's ridiculous.
0: The soundtrack of my high school years (laughs) was on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater.
1: And at his number one is Marvel Spider-Man for the PS4. I know this recently hit PC but was console only for four years so he's counting it. Spider-Man is his favorite superhero and this is the most perfect portrayal of him. Agreed. The web swinging is so much fun and there's plenty of times where I just traveled from one end of the city to the other just for the sheer enjoyment of it. I think we all have done that. Just... Just go around the city swinging for no reason. Uh, and The amount of costumes to unlock is amazing, maybe even spectacular, and each one has a unique ability. Once you master it, it can be used on any of the other costumes, so you're not limited on your style choice. Gameplay is top-notch, though those screwball challenges can get frustrating at times. I still need to pick up the Miles Morales follow-up and give it a play.
0: I see what you did there with the amazing and the spectacular (laughs) reference. But, But would you say it's superior? Oh, it's... ask you that, Mr. Watson.
1: <laughs> it is. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it is, it's, it's
0: it's very good. Yeah. Uh, Staff Sergeant Sketch. Great googly moogly. This was rough. Yeah. You could have easily strung this out and done a list for each console. I had to stop way sooner than I wanted to, as I could have spent way too many hours in this list. Anywho, honorable mentions. 3 Heroes for the PS3. This is one of the best Legend of Zelda games that isn't actually a Legend of Zelda game. I don't think I've ever heard of this game. I haven't either. But you got me intrigued with the Zelda comparison. Yeah. Final Fantasy 3, but is actually 6 <laughs> for the Super <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's great. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, that's a discussion for another podcast. Uh, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch for the PS3. Halo 3... For the Xbox 360, I I still enjoy Halo 3 quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I liked Halo 3 for the uh, the the multiplayer where you could build your uh, basically your own uh, map, like multiplayer map. That was the it best was, feature of that game.
0: It was the game that pretty much forced me to get Xbox Live because I was tired of getting the crap beat out of me by my friends in yeah. multiplayer. Oh,
1: we used to make some of the stupidest maps <laughs> in that game.
0: I loved playing just with the rocket launchers and using just the smallest maps possible because it was just so (laughs) much chaos.
1: Uh, It was nothing Uh, better than just being on the smallest map possible with rocket launchers, and you're seeing bodies just
0: flying (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U and Mega Man 3 for the NES. That rounds out his honorable mentions. And his top five in no particular order. Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker for GameCube. Great game. Not mm-hmm. going to argue that. Final Fantasy IX, but is... Actually, wait, this was only ever <laughs> nine for the original PlayStation. Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door for the GameCube. I'm glad Thousand Year Door is getting yeah, some love. Getting a lot
1: of love tonight.
0: Yeah. Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the original PlayStation. And Secret of Mana for the SNES. Again, that that's one that... I'm surprised was an exclusive. I they they did a like a 3D like I don't want to call it a remaster because quite frankly the graphics weren't that great, but they did like a remake of it for the PS4. Mm. It wasn't good. Mm. I'll just say that. Like it's it's better suited for the Super Nintendo era. Yeah. But it's a great game.
1: And for last but definitely not least, uh one of our very special not only patrons, but our Discord community manager Daniel Salmon, he comes in with number five: the original Doom and Doom Two, which were PC exclusive uh, back in the day. So that I I have so many good memories of playing Doom on the high school uh, com- in the computer lab uh, in my off hours. The teacher would let me go in and and play Doom. Uh, so many good memories with that game.
0: Yeah, Doom's a classic, as uh, well as its sequel.
1: Did you ever play do the Doom port on the Super Nintendo? Mm-mm. I'm thinking about going back and and trying it out and reviewing it because you I should. haven't played it since then, and I don't know how well it holds up. And then we'll at, see. At his number four, he's got Banjo Kazooie. There's a, there's one mm-hmm. for you, Derek.
0: Yep, love uh, that game.
1: Number three, Halo. Number two, Forza Horizon series. First uh, driving game we've got here on the list.
0: I'm a little surprised Mario Kart, like none of the Mario Kart no, games have been on the list. Just
1: thinking that, like no Mario Karts made it. That's weird. Very weird. And his number one is the God of War series, of course, for the PlayStation. I do like the original God of War games for the the PS2 and the PS3, you know, the, the side-scrollers, I guess they were. Um, those were good, and I played them then, but nothing is comparing to the latest God of War game that I'm playing right now that I got for the PS4. You know, the old, grizzled uh, God of War. It's so good. It's so good. I want to be playing it right now.
0: You'll have a little bit of time before open, Micers.
1: Yeah, well, Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh but that's it. That's our our list for tonight. Thank you all so much for for participating. Yeah, absolutely. And um yeah, thank you so much for for hanging out with us. And we do have our first voice message uh that we want to play. And this is from Halam Akbar. And uh, I'm going to play our, our uh, his uh, his voicemail here for you.
0: Hey guys, this is Halam Akbar. Uh, congratulations on your 6-year anniversary. Um, I started listening to the show back around when the NES Mini launched. Um, I remember Jason's epic, fever-induced bitch-fest rant that he did. And that was one of the first episodes that I listened to. Um, I just want to say, thanks for six years of entertainment. This is one of only two podcasts that I listen to like every single episode. Um, I've gone back and listened to the ones from before I started listening. And I, uh, if I don't make... If I'm not able to listen to an episode every single week, I'll go back and listen to it, even though, if it's old.
1: That's awesome, man. Thank you yeah, so that's great.
0: much. Yeah, uh, thank you for the kind
1: words. And he reminds me, I think in October, I'm going to do a revisit of, and I've talked about this before, I'm going to actually do a revisit of Fester's Quest for the NES.
0: I'll make two things of popcorn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you might want to go ahead and get yourself a pizza. Some popcorn, and uh, it's gonna be. I'm gonna give it a, a fair shake. I, I, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna forget everything I thought about that game before, and I'm gonna give it a fair shake and see if it if it holds up.
0: Well, hopefully, you won't be on on the the cusp of yeah. being violently ill. <laughs> I won't have, This happens because I won't have the I remember flu. like five <laughs> minutes after we finished recording that episode, you texting me like, I don't feel well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I ended up with a bad case of the flu as we were recording that episode. And I went downhill fast during that episode.
0: But it did make for one of our most memorable moments on the show. And it's one
1: of the episodes that keeps getting brought up. So if you if you're a new listener you haven't gone back to the earlier episode. Just go back to that one, the, the Fester's Quest episode, and uh, you'll hear that I was going down mentally over the course of that show, and I was just letting poor Fester's Quest just have it. And uh, i, I got to go back and give that, that game another shake.
0: It was like me on feature presentation last week. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: uh, but, yeah, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Derek, is there anything you want to throw out there for everybody before we leave this evening?
0: Yeah, just um, I as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, I already did this week's feature presentation episode is with uh, a documentarian and a fellow podcaster. Her name is Luis Palanker. Um, she's actually been podcasting since before the term was ever invented, so she's been podcasting longer than either of us have, and wow. we've both been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, she talks about, you know, getting into podcasting as well as um, a couple of cool documentaries that she made, too. So uh, the episode, uh, if you're watching this live, um, the YouTube version is already available and the audio version will be out uh, tomorrow morning. So you can go on uh, social media at Feature Press Pod, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
1: Uh, let's see. And on Open Micers, we have uh, a little bit of a, a legend coming on the show later tonight and uh, the audio the actual public show will be out later this week. But we have Mr. Paul Rodriguez is going to be on Open Micers tonight. So if you want to watch it live, we're going to be here at 9 p.m. Central with Mr. Rodriguez. And like I said, the, the actual uh, podcast will be out on uh, Wednesday of this week. So go check out at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you're in the chat room tonight and you want to join us later tonight, we will be talking with Mr. Paul Rodriguez, an absolute freaking legend, and I can't wait to talk to him. I'm so excited.
0: You guys have had a great run with, with guests. It's been awesome to see.
1: Yeah, it, if you're not listening to Open Micers, we've had so many great guests uh, on the show lately, and, and I can't believe the the caliber of people that are agreeing to be on our stupid little show but I'll take it and I'll run with it.
0: Hey, if if this caliber of guests are wanting to be on him, can't be that stupid.
1: And also, the patrons of Open Micers, if you want to be a patron of Open Micers, as little as one dollar, you can go watch Jacob get his belly button pierced.
0: You're kidding.
1: <laughs> he did it over the weekend. For the for our patrons. He went and got his belly button pierced and I put the video up on Patreon yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and last month he got hit with an airsoft gun so that was fun. Hmm. I'm just glad I'm not the one that has to do these physical physical pranks to 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 appease our patron overlords.
0: He's young. He can handle yeah, it. Yeah, he can take it. He, he can heal <laughs> up pretty quick. But
1: go check it yeah, out. He'll
0: he'll be fine the day after. <laughs> at
1: Open Micers on Twitter and, and Instagram. So is there anything else we need to throw out there before we leave tonight?
0: No, I think that's it.
1: And I want to give a huge thank you to VideoGamesMonthly.com for giving us the, the big giveaway tonight. So please go show them some love. Uh, Go follow them on Twitter. Just look up uh, Video Games Monthly, and they'll pop. They're always doing giveaways on Twitter as well, so they're a really good follow uh, if you like video games. And uh, Go check them out, videogamesmonthly.com. Thank you to them for being a sponsor of the show, and let's go ahead and get out of here. If you would like to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Go to nerdcaveretro.com. That takes you to straight to our link tree and you can get to everywhere from that link tree including our merch shop which if you want to go straight there it's ncrmerch.com where if you're a final fantasy player you can go get a planet juice t-shirt right now and you can get a coffee mug you can get anything you need over there ncrmerch.com and of course patreon patreon.com slash nerdcave retro for as little as a dollar a month keeps the lights on and we keep doing those commentary tracks and we do the extra Nerd Cave Retro news dump every week. And if you can't do that, leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please, tell them what it's all about.
0: May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes.
1: Never rub another man's rubble.